2: Oh, here it is, third hour of the Jimmy Singenberger Show. And it's Matt Dunn on board this morning, the Backbone Radio Guy, the Sunday Guy, 4 to 7 p.m. And here I am doing morning radio on a Saturday. And I've got, what, three soccer games ahead of me today, all kinds of other action going on. And, uh, yeah, we'll get that minivan cranking. We call the minivan the Suburban Assault Vehicle where we haul little kids all around the state, and it feels like the planet constantly filling our gas tanks, paying the Joe Biden gas prices, loving that. Gas prices going back up, inflation going back up. We've got midterms approaching, stock market going straight down. Every arrow is going the wrong direction in the Biden era, and you're seeing the Democrats and the media try to say, oh, things are looking okay for the Democrats. Uh, Oh, just don't buy that. I think Democrats nationally are in for big trouble in this election cycle. Just keep calm, carry on, make sure that you get that vote in. And everybody who you know um, that might even be like-minded, especially encourage them to make sure that they get that done. But uh, I think the Democrats are nervous. They're sweating. The Democrats are sweating. It out. Even Jared Polis is sweating. You see that debate? Played it in hour one. Some of the clips. Jared Polis is sweating. Bennett for Senate is sweating, and that's right where we want them, folks. Let's see if we can get around the corner, folks. And this hour, I want to talk a bit about manhood, the end of men. Tucker Carlson's doing a special on that, and I have some thoughts to add about manhood, manliness. And uh, I am really one to talk about that, I tell you. I can, I can speak with authority on that. And uh, tongue-in-cheek, of course. But, yeah, kind of true, you know. Let's get into manhood. But let's also be talking on the phone lines, 303-696-1971. You are invited here. And uh, hour two, by the way, I just figured out, I just talked about how to save the country. And it's a very simple platform and program. So if the world listened to our two of this program today, I think that, you know, we would essentially be saved and all would be well and glorious and we would never have another moment of tribulation, no more trials. It would be happiness and glory for the rest of eternity um that's my humble opinion um yeah also tongue in cheek uh, anyway let's uh let's say hello to jim jim in inglewood and thank you for hanging on a bit sir but uh, i'm so glad you're on board and you haven't any thoughts out there yes i am Matt. good
3: morning to you welcome uh, my opinion is uh, that i actually i'm unaffiliated and um i think actually these candidates that i support such as Heidi, and Joe are going to do very well. I don't know. Glad
4: to hear it. Yeah.
3: I don't. I don't hang around really diehard Republicans or Democrats. I'm kind of like the people I hang around are just kind of like get along to go along. I guess as the saying goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of them, most of them are very unhappy with the state of Colorado. Yeah. I they think, are. Uh, Jared, do you think they're getting they're,
2: informed properly. Do you think that they know really the extent of it? Like, do you think that they're having access to media? that tells you how we're losing Colorado, losing the country?
3: Um, no, I, I don't think that uh, yeah. that's going on necessarily because they're so busy trying to live each day. Yep. But I think things such as what comes in the grocery store, in the gas pump, is real-life experiences, and they're saying that they're way out of whack of what they used to be. And I think that's how they're feeling it, those immediate things. They've got to be sensing that I crime is will.
2: up, auto theft is up, gas prices are up, stock market is down, housing is crashing. Mm-hmm. Gosh, a lot of, lot of not good so stuff a lot happening, of, right, in Democrat-ruled yeah. Colorado, in Biden's America.
3: Well, uh, and, and, and you know, in the, in the crime of the drugs, uh, yeah. I think fentanyl. we're number two in nation. In fentanyl death now yes, we've hit number tragic. two in nation in fentanyl death. So
2: horrible. You know, if so you're, horrible.
3: If you're a if you're a parent and you hear that, if you vote for polis, I think that if your kid dies of overdose, you're responsible because you basically said that's okay at this point because he's opened our state to be a sanctuary state to have these drugs go into. If you can't see that you want to protect your kids, you really are an irresponsible parent. Because at this point, the Democrats, they don't give a damn about our citizens or our kids. Right now, they just want power. And that's the disgusting sense of it right now.
2: Well, they, they want the wide open border and the fentanyl flows right through that wide open border. It's just amazing the American people do not want this. Look at uh, any data on that. The American people want a sovereign nation. And by the way, another thing about these midterms is that the Hispanic voters are abandoning the Democratic Party. It is really interesting. And I'll grab this article to right. see to see that Hispanic voters and you want to talk about abortion issue uh, the Democrats are thinking abortion is going to be their salvation. But uh, they are hemorrhaging Hispanic voters, and um, the Hispanic community is is a rather pro-life community, okay? So, and you never see that whipped up. You never see that talked about in the media, but that should be one of the number one stories. And here's a data point. In 2020, Democrats had a nine-point advantage among those who identify as conservative Hispanics. It is now a 56-point advantage for Republicans. And so that is a 60-point swing in less than two years. That is a gigantic shift, folks. And um, the Hispanic community, yeah. and they just elected uh, that, uh, that great um, nurse um, in Texas. I, I'm drawing a blank on her name at the moment, um, in a... Formerly all-time, always Democrat district, they elected a conservative Hispanic America first MAGA woman there. That is earth-shattering stuff. Democrats know this, but uh, they would never let on that they know it in the media, right, Jim? I mean, something's happening.
3: I think the media has now shown its colors, and I think so many people don't pay attention to it anymore. Yeah, that, uh, true. Uh, because, you know, it's seen so much lying going on. And the fact is that most people pay attention to what's going on in their immediate lives, what's in their pocketbook, what are they paying for gas. And that's why I'm saying, Polis can throw all his millions, millions at this, but people are going to basically pay attention to what's going on. And I think that's going to have, I think we're going to be surprised on how many people are just voting because they're just dissatisfied with what's going on with the state right now.
2: Right and I really would like to know what the internal polls are saying for Democrats. Um you at the national level you're not seeing a whole lot of uh, action on Colorado. You're not seeing the real clear politics people or the other people saying that hey Colorado's really really in play, but I think it is. And uh who knows what's going to happen, but uh let's do our part, right Jim? Let's let's do our part and uh, do everything we can to to stop the blue state decline of, uh, of once great Colorado.
3: Yeah, I think that, like I said, I've talked to my friends. I said the only thing you can do is vote at this point. And most of them are in agreement, and none of them have said they're voting to continue what we've got going on here. And like I said, I think, uh, I think Joe O'Day, we're going to be surprised. Joe O'Day is going to come out. I think he's the one that really has a really good chance, and I think Heidi is really close there too, but I think, Michael Bennett, his ads are basically dealing with, uh, you know, the environment, which is full of crap. He's just, I mean, every time you see him, he's outside with a fisherman or something like that. What is this? What is he doing? Yeah, he's he kind of uh, didn't he have to, like, rent fishing waders.
2: He had to rent a fly rod to go out there in the river and take those photos uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> out there with a fly rod in the river. Jim, imagine you're a Democrat, you know, and you've been in office all these years. And suddenly, Colorado is, yet number one state for inflation in the country, 15.6%. Somehow, we're number two in fentanyl deaths. We're number one in auto theft. And, you know, you're trying to run for re-election, and you've got all these numbers that are telling you that, uh, man, you're screwing screwing the pooch, right? Uh, Apparently, we're number one in bank robberies. We're number one in cocaine use. Somebody told me the other day, and I was like, I have to look into this, that Colorado, Denver's the cocaine capital of America. Oh, looks like somehow uh, we just lost Jim. And um, uh, so, Jim, uh, I did not press any buttons. Somehow you just vanished, and I heard that little sound. But uh, h- how have we gotten to this point where we're uh, number one in all the wrong things? Yeah, package theft. We're number one in package theft. What's up with that? Package theft? Anyway, um yeah, I've got a pretty severe homeless problem as well. Remember when uh, when uh, Mayor Hickenlooper said he was going to end the homelessness problem? He was going to get that solved. <laughs> he was going to solve that. And it only got worse, you know. And then apparently, you know, somehow in uh, Colorado, if you make things worse and you – um create problems and generate problems things that were not problems before but you can like get problems started and grow them and and create them and have them coalesce and fester and pretty soon we're like leading the nation in these things and then somehow that's like a path um up the ladder in politics in colorado how has that happened you, you ever wonder how that has happened and you know obviously i've been a rather a uh, a significant critic of uh, some things about the colorado republican party the republican party nationally but uh, again you know coming into november um coming together and getting um republican candidates over the finish line is what we have got to do and uh you know there are a few rhinos out there that you, you know you gotta like a uh, last caller joe was saying he's gonna have to pray over a few rhinos what's he gonna do there But uh, did Jim get back in? I I hated to leave Jim off. Is this the same Jim? Is this a different Jim? Negative. I'm a different Jim. You're a different Jim. Okay, well, we had Jim suddenly vanish. And then I saw another Jim sail right into that void, and I thought it was the same Jim, but it's a different Jim. We're going to call you Slim Jim, um, because apparently uh, Nancy Pelosi was seen on a Phone call, uh, you know, eating a Slim Jim or something the other day that somehow that actually made the news. Seriously, uh, yeah, Any, anyway. But, uh, uh, other Jim, Slim Jim, uh, in Denver, uh, thank you for checking in. And, uh, what, yeah, what might be on your mind this morning?
5: Listen, I really like what you're saying. Um, you know, and we are at a point where the uh, Democrat Party is uh, is warmongers, um, and the uh, Republican Party all of a sudden um, acts like. They are in it for the uh, worker, which is complete crap. My thing is, I don't know why Trump and uh, I I don't know why Trump would attach himself to the Republican Party. It just did he just want to get his own ass kicked or
2: what? Well, uh, Trump is transforming the Republican Party. You will notice in the midterm elections, a whole bunch of rhinos got defeated, got smoked. And Liz Cheney being the the prime example, she lost by 38 points, and it would have been 44 points if she hadn't been trying to solicit Democrat votes and trying to encourage Democrats to change parties to vote for Liz Cheney. But Trump, by staying in the party, is transforming the party. But yet there is that rhino power base, the Mitch McConnells and the Paul Ryans and the Mitt Romneys and the Lindsey Graham puke barf losers. Who are still there, yeah. I mean, the
5: establishment is completely rhino, and and it doesn't make sense to me to go to a party that you've got to completely flip everybody, their establishment, their money, their corporations, their worldwide control of our currency, and start over. Why don't you start over fresh and bring your own party out of it? I mean, shouldn't he break away at this point in time? Well, rather than stay attached to the damn Republican Party. Well, I see that now that is that is one of the Ronald Reagan was our hero before Ronald Reagan was our hero before Trump. And that guy enacted three damn amnesties. I mean, it just makes no sense to me. How am I supposed to reconcile this and make sense of this?
2: Well, to start a new party is a monumental undertaking monumental. That's what we need. Well, we need it, but can it actually really be done or are there too many resources and too much institutional backing for a pre-existing set of parties and maybe it's easier to latch onto one party and change it and transform it and try to civilize it, try to make it actually responsive to the actual people who vote for that party. Trump has looked at, over that, those options and thought those over and decided to stay in. And uh, but the, the so, question like, you're asking is it's a very Republican good one.
5: Party, staying in the Republican party is like marrying your ex-wife again. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense <laughs> to me unless yeah. this is all lies. I mean let's let's why would we attach ourselves to a party that is actively the never Trump party. The never Trumpers weren't weren't weren't, weren't tards. it was the Rhinos. But the never I mean, Trumpers
2: are discredited and um are despised by the voters of the republican party they have completely like blanked themselves since 2016 and uh but yet you know they linger on they always get the media appearances and they're they're still there with the with the bureaucrats and the behind the scenes and the military industrial complex and the bill crystals and the liz cheneys and they they want their wars and they're getting their wars they want like nuclear armageddon over ukraine and they're still there agitating for it and um but, uh, you know, it is amazing to saying. me, by the way, that only Trump is the only statesman out there saying, hey, let's get to the negotiating table. It It, it is not worth having Armageddon over blooming Ukraine. Um, but it, it tells you how sick and depraved our uh, elites have gotten that yeah. they, they want nuclear war. Well, they, they're courting it actively. Uh, of course they do. It's 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 it's. Uh, it's,
5: it's Profitable. It's very profitable. You're
2: okay, darn right. So Ukraine saying, has been a profit saying, center for the ruling class. Look uh, at Ukraine, how much money has gone to Hunter Biden, the children of, Joe, of, the, of Biden, and uh, Nancy Pelosi's kid has made money in Ukraine, and Mitt Romney's kid, and John Kerry's kid. Look at the, the amount of money laundering that has been sloshed from America to Ukraine to right back to our own ruling class families and uh, I think that explains a lot of what's going on. I might do some Ukraine stuff in a minute. but Listen,
5: I, I agree with what you say, Matt, but I got to tell you, Trump should not marry his ex-wife. If I... he stays in this party, it's like marrying your ex-wife. And don't laugh. I'm being serious.
2: I No, I These hear you, people... but I think Trump has decided it is better and easier and more effective to saving the country to transform the Republican Party rather than start a new one. I'm just telling you what, what he has right. decided, and I think right.
5: that you can make a, it's, a good it's case easier. for that. It's, it's easier to go to the bankruptcy court than actually balance your but budget. But, hey, Liz you know, Cheney I mean, is
4: gone. On. But,
2: listen, Liz Cheney is gone, and Mitch McConnell is the most disliked political figure in this country. All right? So stuff still is, the man stuff now, is I? happening. And Ronald Reagan, you know, he was despised by the Republican Party establishment, but he stayed in it. And yes, he, he got rolled on spending, and he got rolled on amnesties because he he believed that Democrats said, "Oh, it's a one-time only thing." This am it's a one-time, oh, you know. My. And he looked back and said that that was a big mistake that he made. Lord. Let's not forget but, uh, the. Uh,
5: the, the taxation that they doubled in social security as well. Okay, so yeah. these are not conservatives. But the Here's tragedy do. of Ronald gotta Reagan, gotta what? Real the, cool, the tragedy of Ronald Reagan was he was followed by the Bushes. The Republican Party. Well, we got to take the conservative name away from the Republican Party because there's not a conservative hair on their head.
2: Yeah, okay Well, interesting. And that's
5: why we got to split off.
2: Well, we, I, I we cannot have. Well, Jim, but
5: yeah. I will not marry my ex-wife. Don't right you're not our going direct. to okay. okay All right. right. leader should well, not as I hear well.
2: I hear your point I hear your point loud and clear but anyway but thank you for checking in sir. All the best to you on that and uh, if you're on the phone lines hang on there's a line open 303 six nine six 1971 Matt Dunnan for Jimmy Singenberger. Let's be right back. All in the name of Liberty jailbreak. ACDC, one of their early tunes that just sounds fresh as ever. As America has become a prison. Yes, it has become a prison. You might not realize it, but we are living in prison. We're not allowed to speak our minds. There is no free speech in this country. And the people on top, yeah, they, they just as soon have us in prison. And they're also waging a war on men. It's the war on men and it's also a war on women in this country, the leftist war on human nature. It's a losing battle. The leftists are always waging wars on nature, in particular, human nature. And I wanted to just get into this briefly before I get back to the phone lines. I just, Tucker Carlson's doing a special, a documentary on the end of men in America. And I, I think it's resonating, and I, I did some stuff on this last week on Backbone Radio, talked to Pastor Scott Bloyer. They host the Bloyer Effect on Sundays right after Backbone Radio. We talked about manhood and man issues, and I think it's really hitting a nerve. The one thing you need to know is that uh, I think the the powers that be, the ruling class, the corporate-style people that are too influential in this country and that's the big debate in the republican party do we go more america first or do we go more corporatist and i say we go more america first so we can have 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 freedom and liberty all in the name of liberty as acdc says but manhood is a threat to corporatism maleness is harder to control and make no mistake they want to control you they want power over you they want more dutiful, gentle servants and slaves to serve their moneyed power interests. Oh, yeah, that's the private equity people. That's the corporate people. Oh, they don't want manliness getting in their way or, or throwing any sand in their gears when they want control over you. And I think a good point, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, this raw egg nationalist is uh, somebody who speaks for – um. The virtues of manhood the virtues of manhood, the virtues of being strong and healthy and educated and he's he's really into like consuming raw eggs which is kind of interesting but here's just a little setup on this somebody you need to know about who who this person is
1: if the bro scientists have a spiritual leader it would be a man
4: who calls himself raw egg nationalist here's his message The enemy today is what I like to call soy globalism. The globalist aim is to destroy nations and local communities, and they do this by isolating communities and sickening them through food, and also through so-called medicine, and all the dreadful chemicals we're exposed to on a daily basis. The globalists want you to be fat, sick, depressed, and isolated. The better to control you and to milk you for as much economic value as they can before they kill you. That's soy globalism in a nutshell. Own nothing, live in the pod, eat the soy the best response to this is a strong politics of nationalism the nation is only as strong as the individuals who make it up and that's where raw eggs come in eggs are a superfood packed with protein fats vitamins minerals and anabolic cholesterol the absolute opposite of the disgusting rubbish that the globalists want you to eat eggs are cheap can't patent an egg by making the individual strong you make the nation strong right on raw
2: egg nationalist is on to something here can't you feel it can't you feel it that they're on to something here that this is a very significant set of points to be making about manhood masculinity as a threat to corporatism manhood as a threat to leftist gender ideology yeah you, you you gotta wear the dress you gotta wear the dress men and if you don't wear the dress, well, they're going to hurt you. They're going to come after you if you don't wear the dress. But um, I'll just condense a few points here that um, that this is something that we need to be have on our minds and be thinking about, but the more the left and the globalists, yes, the globalists, try to weaken men and neuter masculinity, the more unhappy they're going to make men who adopt this stuff, because it's a war on human nature, it's not going to work. Hopefully men who want to make themselves weaker, more fragile, will wake up, smell the coffee before it's too late. But it also makes women unhappy because, you know, uh, Jennifer Harris down to Texas Twitter feed, great Twitter feed, was saying, to, texting to me or uh, tweeting to me, that women don't like weak men. They just don't. And it's, it's another part of human nature is that, you know, the, the weak male will not, the, the women don't like that. See, so it makes men and women more miserable, more unhappy. And I I'll, I could, if I had time, I could get into defining what I mean by manhood and masculinity and all of that. But um, I'll say this when uh, being strong and being healthy is, I think, the way to be proceeding. And the more you see America like, falling apart, the world falling apart, the more the globalists are ascendant. By the way, the only antidote to globalism in America that I can really see that can be effective is Donald Trump. That's another thing about how to save this country and save America is to find a way to stand up to the globalists, who are the people who are guiding us to nuclear Armageddon in Ukraine. Anyway, that was an aside. But um, getting strong, physically strong, mentally strong, that's why I blend this in, that radio that podcasts, that audio are a great form of media to be engaging in right now that allow you to be active and to be getting yourself stronger while you're uh, also getting yourself informed. If you're sitting in front of a screen, if you're watching the television, if you're getting propagandized by your TV screen, it is absorbing you in every way, in all ways, and you can't really move. You can't really do stuff. And one of the things I advocate for constantly is um, daily strength exercises. Get yourself stronger every day. Yes, pump iron, lift weights. It's a great antidote. You know, you see the America falling apart, the world falling apart. Go out and lift lift weights, lift stuff, move stuff around. Even if it's a small amount, start gradually, start incrementally, work yourself up. You're going to be fine. You, you could like move quite a bit around at any age, any age. You know, you probably need doctor guidance in some cases, you know, you don't want to overdo it, but why not get that going? Daily stretching exercises, daily breathing exercises. Learn how to, how to deep breathe, how to tandem breathe, how to lower belly breathe. Practice good posture and all of this in spite of it all, in spite of the chaos. It's a great way to manage and to stay physically healthy and strong and be ready. Be ready for what comes next, for what needs to be done to save this place. Get a little stronger every day. Push your body every day. Some things that I, I am always advocating for, and um, Harvey Mansfield, the uh, Harvard professor who I've at least studied under his um, students who became my professors, talks about how thumos and masculinity. Thumos is a term from Plato and Aristotle, which he describes as the part of the soul that wants to make us insist upon our own importance, our own importance, yes, yes. We are important, and we will insist upon it. There's a part of our soul that insists upon that, a kind of assertiveness, and that ties into masculinity. Harvey Mansfield wrote a book in 2006 called On Manliness, which is wonderful. Very philosophical approach to manhood. But uh, insist upon your own importance. Be assertive, but yet masculinity implies not like a, a showiness, not, not a fakeness, not a juvenile thing, not an uncivilized thing, but a responsibility, a subtlety, a compassion, a maturity. In which, yeah, bristling at injustices is part of the deal. And not just taking it. Not just resigning and saying, oh, I don't matter, it's meaningless. No, 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 no. Bristle at injustice. Be assertive. Insist upon our own importance. And carry on with all that. Let's hear one more clip.
1: We are honored to have Raw Egg Nationalist on the show now. He joins us anonymously. Raw Egg Nationalist, thanks so much for coming on. Why is it? So your position, as articulated in the tape we just played, is it's better to be strong and healthy than to be weak and unhealthy. Why is that so threatening to the people in charge?
4: Well, thanks for having me, Tucker. I think it's, uh, I think it's threatening for a number of different reasons. And uh, one of them, at least, is because illness is big business. Yes. Illness is huge business in the de- in the developed world, especially in the u s so whether we 're talking about food, about the awful processed food that most people eat that la- 's laced with high fructose corn syrup and canola oil whether we're talking about the medical regime and the medical failure to address the root causes of people's physical and mental ailments, the prescriptive model of, uh, of medicine, or whether we're talking about the harmful chemicals that are featured in the documentary, which is worth, uh, it's worth remembering are essential to modern manufacturing processes. You can't make plastic without these horrible estrogenic chemicals that are wreaking havoc with uh, men and women's endocrine systems. So there's that, illness is big business. But you would think—oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you. And the second thing is what? I was just going to say that progressives are afraid of what fit, healthy, motivated men can do. Uh, You know, men are a revolutionary force, plain and simple. History tells that time and again. I mean, today is Columbus Day, right? Um, Yes. So— Yeah, there's that too, definitely. So
2: just a few clips there from this raw egg nationalist talking to Tucker Carlson about the end of men, the war on manhood, and how, oh, we must rebel against that, and about the corporatist power that wants their servants. Oh, they want their servants. Gentle, gentle servants. Let's say no thanks to all of that. Strong and healthy and doing what we can to save this noble republic. More on this in the future. Um, I'll pick this up again on Backbone Radio. But if you're on the phone lines, hang on. Let's take a little break. Come back. Let's talk to everybody about what's on their minds. As Matt Dunn in for Jimmy Singenberger, let's take a little break. Coming back, Matt Dunn in for Jimmy Singenberger. Final segment here today Where Did the Morning Go? I started out in the dark and now it's light. And I think it's because of our program. We started this show in the dark, there was darkness. And we have dispelled it. Look at that glorious sunlight. I'm going to be taking a bunch of my kids to soccer games today, and I can't wait to be soccer dad. We'll have soccer mom, my lovely wife, with us, and uh, we'll see how they do. You know, they're they're they can kick the ball. At any rate, you heard the news break there that oh, Trump is furious, furious about the January sixth. So. You see how the propaganda – they like to use the word furious to say, oh, Trump is angry and red-faced, out of control. It's all propaganda. They hit him below the belt, the propaganda commission, <laughs> the January 6th, Adam Schiff, Liz Cheney, total bunch of hogwash. And then they, you know, they kick you below the belt, and if you respond to it, well, you're furious. You see how that works. By the way, Joe Biden, you love his Saudi Arabia quid pro quo, trying to get Saudi Arabia – to uh, produce more oil to keep oil prices down heading into the election but then it's okay if they go ahead and reduce it after the election that's all out there saudi arabia sent a letter what i thought quid pro quos were bad again more propaganda out there folks you got to see through it you got to see through it and uh, yeah we worked that in on toxic masculinity did we not and yeah by the way i'm off to the phones but Uh, you know Zelensky wants more billions from we've sent 67 billion to Ukraine and he's demanding more constantly demanding more Tucker Carlson has a good point for this guy the
1: scope of this year's support uh, should be not less than five
0: billion dollars
1: what some uppity foreigner in a t-shirt demanding money for his critical economic needs we have critical economic needs too buddy who are you troll go away what? Since when does that guy have a claim on our treasury?
2: Yeah, Zelensky is a freak running Ukraine, installed by the United States of America by uh, people like Victoria Newland, by the Liz Cheney type crowd, and he's drained sixty-seven billion of our dollars, and he's always wanting more, always wanting more. And the America Last Rhino Republicans are always happy to give more. Pathetic as we hover on the verge of nuclear Armageddon because of the benighted people running this country. No thanks to all of that. No thanks. We don't need some uppity foreigner draining our coffers while we've got inflation, bear market, gas prices, grocery prices, Biden screwing up everything. Yeah, yep, yep. You know the deal, folks. Let's say hello to Sandy and Highlands Ranch. Thanks for hanging on a minute, Sandy, and welcome aboard.
6: Oh, uh, this is Carly in Highlands. Oh
2: Carly, Carly, yeah. Not Sandy, Carly.
6: Welcome. Okay. Um Before I get into why I called, I wanted to say that real women don't want weak men physically or mentally. So there you go.
2: I think that that is the case, and that's uh, I I agree with you. And you're probably more of an expert uh, than than myself personally. (laughs) But uh, I think both men and women should understand that and understand that in good conscience. Yes, good point.
6: Well, what I wanted to say regarding, I think his name is Jim, and Trump and forming a new party... If Trump had done that, he would have been spending his energy on forming a new party, and his energy would have been spent on that instead of talking to the American people about what he wanted to do, he would have gotten very little media coverage. Therefore, his impact and his energy and his love of country would not have been on display for the common, everyday American to see that there was a powerful person in this country who thought like they do. And then... um, Good point. You know, Excellent he's point. He's been in a league of his own when it comes to fighting back against the left in the media. And I think that Ron DeSantis has seen this and learned from it. And I hope that more true conservatives are doing the same and will do the same in the future. And that would be how you would transform the Republican Party.
2: Yes, agreed. My one concern about DeSantis, love him as a governor, is that all of the wrong people are endorsing him, and the money is coming in from the establishment sources to bolster his potential in 2024.
6: And I understand so, that. Yeah. Um, We've got to take what we can out there, and I think Ron DeSantis, I mean, when you compare Trump and Ron DeSantis in in terms of backgrounds, there really is no comparison because DeSantis is a politician. Unfortunately, and he's again. not
2: uh, free of the big donor dollars, and the right. big donor people are the ones that are the globalists and the open borders people, and they're, they're funding him, which is con- he's probably the, the next best choice. But th- the key is that we've got to have people that are not controlled by the machine. I know. And, um, you know, obviously if you're not controlled by the machine, they make up all this stuff for years about you and okay. try to tear you down, um, but they'll tear down whoever opposes them. But yet they'll, they'll try to find a way to, to, to rig the deal so that whoever we choose, it's an establishment-controlled, globalist-controlled individual. But, but you know, uh, there
6: are companies that are starting out. I can't remember his name now. He's in Ohio. And he has started this financial firm in which people are going to have a choice to not uh, be with Vanguard and BlackRock in terms of investing. There are things springing yes. up. And I, I play me, his
2: audio all the time and his name is like uh, oh, Vishnu see, uh, know, know Kamankari. Is. and his well, it's right. really long name. He is awesome and he is on to it about he really is. about how our capital is used against us. our own 401ks are exactly. used against if us. We
6: can, if we can support people like that as long as they stay true to their values, then they would be able to support and help conservatives.
2: Exactly. And that's another thing to save. Like you, you, you are so spot on, Carly, about how to save this country and republic. We have got to get into uh, how woke capital is used against the American yes. people and our own savings yes. are used against us. And we us. have
6: to support them. Yeah,
2: exactly. If we
6: believe and we want the change, we have to support these people.
2: Yes, indeed, Carly. With our Carly. own money. Right on. Well, I'd keep going, but I guess it's like the end of the program. And a great way to end it with with your voice, Carly, and uh, agreed with everything you're saying. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for being here. Stay close with us. And it's Matt Dunn. Uh, Honored to sit in for my good buddy, Jimmy Singaber. we got Peter Boyles coming up next. Leroy, you're the man back there. Thank you, sir. Your beard's getting longer. (laughs) I love it. Anyway, see you tomorrow, 4 to 7.